What's going on everybody? It's Clifton Smith, aka uh, Rockman3k3, and you're listening to another great episode of Virtuous Talks. This is episode two, uh, accompanying episode two of Virtuous Armaments. Guys, if you have not listened to that yet, spoiler alert, go listen to that because we're going to talk about a lot of things that kind of uh, talks about things in the episode that I hate to spoil anything for you. So again, if you hadn't seen it yet, go watch that. But before we get into anything else, I'm here with a wonderful, illustrious guest. She has been with me on this project from the beginning. Uh, she is awesome. She plays a, a few people, a uh, few people you may or may not have met yet. Uh, and she is phenomenal. She is the voice of Vaya. She is an artist, intelligent. She's now a blood lady, AKA the soul dancer. Everybody welcome to the show, Mara Lentinezzi. Hello, Mara. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good, how are you? Oh, good. I like the uh, the Blood Lady edition. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I just, I, I want to see how many people are going to get that. Like, now we're going to get, like, people, like, fan mail coming in, like, is she a vampire? Is that what's happening? <laughs> You can also refer to me as the blood thief. Like, I'm down with that as well. I'm oh. just going to come and steal your blood. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I'm going to write that down. Blood thief. Blood okay. Thief. <laughs> so, before we begin the interview, Mara, would you like to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. So, I've actually known Cliff since high school. Yeah. Oh, my God. BW, represent. Represent. Um, <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've been an artist in New Orleans for about like ten years now. Uh, I recently switched to career- careers into being a blood thief or a phlebotomist, whichever you'd like to call it. Nice. Um, I'm a belly dancer. Uh, Woo. Uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of things. I, I wear a lot of hats. I make a lot of things. You wear a lot of hats and you make a lot of hats. <laughs> yes, I do. Right. I've made a few hats for my day. Yeah. yeah right? See? See? It works. It works. That's right, guys. She's also a costume designer. Yeah. Now wrap around that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Mara, I'm going to jump in real quick and I'm going to ask you the first question just to kind of let the listeners know because, you know, we, we, of course, know how you became involved in the project. But how did you first get involved with the project? Um, so, I remember you talking about, um, you'd thrown a couple of ideas at me before for, um, another writing project, and then you threw this one at me and asked me if I wanted to, you know, jump into voice acting, and I was just like, why not? Let's add it to the whole list of things that I do, like, why not, you know? Right, the long laundry list, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Customer welder, voice actor. Yes, it all belongs in there. Yes. Um, so I was like, okay, sure. Let's let's do the thing. Let's let's uh, let's have Cliff. Let's help Cliff have an art baby. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yes, it is. It is my art baby. I love right? that name. Yeah. Thank you for that nickname. Huh? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, you asked me about it. What? Just like a little over a year ago, and mm-hmm. then. I went up to, I took like a day trip and like went to Alabama to like meet everybody and uh, we did the reading and yeah, we just kind of like went from there and yeah, it was like, it was a really good time We clicked with everybody and yeah, and it was just like, yeah, okay, this is going to be a, a fun, a fun operation to, to get involved with. So, yeah. <laughs> I do, I, I always appreciate that meeting, man, because you guys were awesome. You guys are even good sports about the no page numbers. Like, me and Will talked about that in the last episode, and I was like, I really did give you guys scripts and didn't put page numbers on. I'm so sorry. I am a terrible person. Just terrible. It's okay. Sorry. Right. You can't think of everything. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Rolling into it, right off that, into this next question, how did you prepare for the role of Vaya? Because you, you've had, there's a, you're playing a lot of voices, by the way. Thank you so much. Right. Um, yeah. And just off the top, to let the listeners kind of get a feel, because right now, where we are in the story, uh, as of this point, episode two just happened. So the guys have, you know, not only has the listeners met Vaya, but they've also met Losa, which is also a very important character. And at this point, you know, they kind of <laughs> held, they got held up and uh, the bomb just went off. And so it's like, it's all crazy. But 
they've heard they've just heard you they've just heard your voice and your voice acting for the first time uh your great character via can you tell us about how you prepared for her uh as well as like losa and all the other characters you've played so far but mostly via can you tell us about that so um preparing for that was mostly asking you questions it's like what <laughs> what did you want her to do what was her background like what was her overall role you know in the story with Cato because there's you know some stuff going on there um and you know I figured like she she represents you know this uh she's kind of like a symbol of strength but softness mm -hmm. and you know some sensuality so I wanted to incorporate that into you know, how she sounded. So she's still kind of delicate mm -hmm. and feminine without being, you know, like a damsel in distress. Right, right. And that was that was really important for me as a creator because when I made that character, I remember asking you and a lot of my other female friends, you know, like, what, what makes a strong female? What makes a good, like, uh, female hero or heroine? Um, and what... You know what, what goes into that quantity and what what goes into it without overstepping the bounds or like coming off as like a man who just doesn't understand women you know and i didn't want to do I, I didn't want to do that to, to women because you know a lot of women are into nerd culture and they're into a lot of the things we're into so i didn't want to like alienate them at all you know so i was just along every step of the way i was just like yo how do you feel about this what about you know and and so i loved our questions back and forth and i loved asking questions to my female friends because you guys helped make that part a lot and yeah that that was that was the yeah. reason for that like i was like okay i want to make because that was my big thing because ever since like working on kingdom withheld i didn't want to ever make the female characters feel like damsels in distress you know so yeah because a lot of us just aren't that's just not what life is like that's not how we want to be portrayed in any kind of story whether right. it's you know right fiction nonfiction. like we don't want to be the person who's just like oh no i can't do anything for myself i need a man to do it for me and right you know like <laughs> it's also uh the kind of character you don't want other people to look at and think oh, okay this is what life is like this is what women are like right you, know, you, you want to you know make it make it realistic it's like we are our own pe we are our our own people and you know we can save ourselves and we can be part of the action and you know not just like a, a, a bystander or a distraction or something to be you know captured and saved right and I want to make a lot of my female like characters in the story very organic and like that very organic and strong like women of today mm -hmm. and so you know that's that's definitely what i set out for and i was so happy whenever we'd had those conversations of just okay well how do you feel about making via do this or how do you feel about her doing that how do you know even incorporating her looks it's like okay well, what do you think of this look what do you think of that you know and right. um right yeah, you know, so going back and forth with the artist and going back and forth with you to make sure, like, okay, well, is this what she would look like? How do you feel about it? Um, right. Because you're very instrumental. Yeah. You, you were the first lady of the project, so I wanted to make sure, like, okay, like, <laughs> do you feel like it's being represented? Because not only are you playing one of the, the best main characters in the story, uh, but also just, like, an alien woman who has all this power, you know, and I think we see a lot of that. Right. And that balance of, like, power versus femininity is something that is often very confusing to people right. where they think oh well, she's super powerful she's going to be like real butch or if she's feminine she has to be really really delicate and not have any of those other qualities and it's like that is not necessarily true like i myself like when i was teaching welding class it's like i would wear lipstick and like this brightly colored apron and i was still <laughs> super feminine while like welding metal together like it was it was delightfully confusing to so many of my students and i'm glad i did that because it's like no you can still be like pretty and girly and do like very something that would be considered masculine you know right and i, and I think that's important and i think that's all you know women really want like they don't like yeah. i think a lot of times people confuse like oh they're just trying to copy whatever men do versus just no women just want that freedom like think about it like they've been yeah 
second-class citizens for so long. They just want the freedom right. to just do whatever they want instead of being trapped in that. Right. All right, like, I'm training to be a woman. Now I'm a mom. Now I'm a wife. Okay, that's it. You know, like, I don't... I, I definitely wanted to break that mold, especially in telling the story. Like, no, like, you know, they're out here because there's a lot going on with Vaya, uh, as we've mentioned before, and there's a lot going on even with, like, the rest of the women in Virtuous Armaments, and uh, I wanted mm -hmm. to definitely convey that. Um, yeah, like that dichotomy shouldn't have to be a, a dichotomy in the first place. Right, So it's like right. when you just make it normal that, like, this is what they're like, then, you know, it's 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 nice to see it. You know, it, it makes other women feel more comfortable in that kind of, like, fiction or fantasy setting. Thank you, thank you. Well, I, I definitely tried. You definitely bring it to life because that's that was just me throwing you the ball and you ran with it in the touchdown because it was a, a beautiful part. Um, hey. When I was like <laughs> editing everything, like it was it was a joy to hear y'all because all of y'all did a wonderful job. Again, I can't stress that oh, enough. Hey. So, oh. um, and then I have the same question for Losa because Losa is is like different, but she she we see that she's kind of become. In this particular episode, she's kind of become the messenger for Lo uh, for Via just a little bit, and then she's still her own person. Now, how was that transition like when you went from Via to Losa? Like, how was that? Like, what was that like? Um. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, so in a lot of like uh, older science fiction mm -hmm. where you have robots or androids, you know, they sound very obviously uh, robotic. Right. Um, but I mean, even just our current technology and things like that, like take Alexa, for example, like she's not super robotic anymore. But right. because this is, like, there's no visuals with this. It's like, no, I have to make sure like people can tell the difference between the robot and the alien and they have to sound like two very different things. Um, Losa was a little bit simpler just because she's a robot. She's just taking orders. You know, I don't really, um, I didn't really see much of a, um, much of an opportunity to be like, to make any kind of statement. Mm -hmm. You know, not as much with Losa just because she's just a messenger. You know, she's, right. she's like a, a conduit between uh via and you know like the rest of the world because like nobody except for you know with the exception of of kato really nobody knows that what's going that via is there at all so right. she's she's a messenger she's a conduit um and i guess we'll see later what happens with her and how that can grow because like right now it's just like she's she's a piece but we don't really know exactly how she fits in yeah yeah it's it's uh i got i got plans for her because she she's also gonna have her own moments of autonomy and a few other things i i, I can't wait um that's definitely down the line um but yeah i i agree I, I like how you played her as like kind of the conduit and like there's so many funny parts um between like her and kato like in in terms of their interaction it's just really cool like i remember putting that together and just being funny about like like when they're in the room and like Kato is just coming off the the transmission or like the the mental or I guess the mental space talk with uh, Via and he's just holding uh, you know Losa and like Andrew comes in he's like what are you doing he's like oh, I'm just looking for a button that'll and it's funny because she's very funny but she doesn't mean to be funny and you play that part perfectly because right. she's just like she's like no I'm just doing whatever and everybody's just like what 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 happened you know so. Just playing with the robot, nothing. Right, right. nothing's going on here. And in, in the oh god, it's y'all made the Genotron joke just come to life. Thank you because I, I talked to Will about that. Like, I love how like, you guys just didn't even like question it. You guys just like oh Genotron, we know what this is. Okay, you know this is like this is hilarious. Um, with speaking still of, for, what you say? Uh -huh. Good. I'm still waiting for a leash reference. One day. One day. Oh, it's happening. It is so happening. You already know. Uh, <laughs> um, next question kind of builds on upon that. So we talked about Vaya. Can you tell me about the what you think about the chemistry between uh, Vaya and Kato? Like, how is that? 
Oh, so that like like overall or just what um, what we've seen, like what what we've given the uh, the listeners. Oh, I mean, you can you can kind of do both because it's it's about like that section has passed, so that's about you know. So yeah, you can say overall in this season in season one, I guess. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's it's very sweet, and um, uh, what's the word for it? <laughs> complicated. <laughs> yeah, complicated. I mean, because it's stretched over such a long span of time. You know, yeah. Um, uh, it's very deep, and um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like a good way to put it without giving away too much. Um, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to give away everything, right? If someone hasn't listened yet, um, but yeah, it's it's very deep and sweet and uh, forgiving. You know, because they'd go through like like long stretches of time, and then they come. You know, like they come back together, and it's just, oh, it's you! Oh my god, I can't, I can't believe it's you! Oh yes, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Very sweet and romantic. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, like it, it definitely is. Um, it, it's definitely a long span of just like true love, and it, it's. To me, like when you look at it, it's like, and, and what I was trying to convey, which you and Ben do perfectly, is like, it's like if true love transcends everything, then true love is everything, kind of thing. To where it's like, no matter what happens, they know they love each other. If nothing else makes yeah, sense, in whatever dimension, universe, they, they know they love each other. And so, yeah, it's a very dependable. Um dependable knowledge that that other person is there like that's that's what everybody wants they just want to know that that other person's there and that they still love them and you know it's that it's very idealistic which is which is nice you know to to be able to read about something like that it's like oh it can be real and it can span over like a thousand years in a different dimension it can be real like it's very hopeful in a way indeed man it's uh yeah that, that was that was one of the uh, one of the challenges of of writing those two, especially in that one little glimpse that they see in like episode two, is kind of just be like, okay, like you show forever in a window, and then like you kind of close that window closely. Like after you know they're talking, and then Andre shows up, he's like, oh yeah, put me back in the dimension, and you know it's kind of just like, all right, cool, I'll see you later. Um, I was just kind of hoping to kind of convey that emotion of just like, yo, they just have this forever thing and it's just there. Like you said, that was a good instance of, you know, people always want someone there, like just no matter what happens, they just know dependably, like they could call upon them at any time. And that's yeah. very, very sophisticated and very special to those two because, man, they. Based on, uh, and, and I told Will this, like, I, I want to write stories about it, like, side stories about them and, and a few other, like, characters. Like, I definitely want to go into deeper, like, what they went through in their, like, former times. And, all. and, and we've even talked about that, so. Yeah. 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 And I think it's going to be important to know what happened to give your, you know, your listeners some context. Some real context, I think. Or deeper context into what's going on with them and how that all works and you know because there's there's a lot to that story from what we've discussed there's a lot to that story that i think would be beneficial to the listeners absolutely absolutely and my next question is what were your challenges when you played because Vi Vi loves to like your two majors like you also played april vicious who kind of has a big role later on that we don't really talk about yet um right but in terms of I, like, what were the challenges when you were, like, trying to get into that role, I guess? It was, it like, when I was recording, it was switching between the two and, like, <laughs> getting into that middle space and then switching to the other one and then switching back and then switching to the other one. You know, the, it was the back and forth because I didn't want to just, when, when I was recording everything, I wanted to go and, like, do the story as it was and so just reading the line, you know, here, 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 and here, you know, because right. um, I believe I just went through and did, like, I would do one voice and the next and the next, you know, I would alternate between the two because I wanted to keep the story straight in my head, um, 
you know, because I, I realized if I was reading the lines, I was not remembering what was going on in the story, and I was confusing myself. Right. So it was really going back and forth between the two when I was trying to keep the story straight in my head. <laughs> that was, that was it. Did you, now, let me ask you this, because, I mean, it, it seems like you did everything in, like, maybe less than, like, one or two takes. Like, was there, was there a scene... Between episodes one and two, basically the big like via scene, was there any part in that where you were just like, I gotta do this again, gotta do that. I just don't feel like, did you have any challenges? Because you sound like it was really natural. You sound like you're just like, nailed it. All right, you know, like, but was there. Well, do, doing the reading with you guys really helped. Um, ben had given me his, uh, his lines so I could kind of like practice it a few times mm -hmm. with that. And, you know, get the get the feel for how I was supposed to respond, and um, I think it was just tripping over my own words. You know, like reading it, be like, that's what that is. Stop. Go back. <laughs> Which happens to all of us, because I mean, I did the same thing as curator and narrator. I'm just like, uh, uh, okay, I gotta do this again. Like, yeah, it's. And I apologize, cause my script didn't help, especially with me writing at night, and you know, no page numbers and grammatical errors abound, so uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Because I mean, like, you'd think it was just one or two takes, but a few in there. There were, there were a few. It's like I would back up to the right point where there was a silence in between the lines, it's like, go here so nobody knows, and then you can continue. <laughs> just do it again. Good job, good job. Um, I'm sneaky, you know. And then, like, also, too, before I move on to the next question, um, well, actually, no, 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 I'm sorry, this is the next question, my bad. Um, as one of the first group of people on board with the project, how do you feel about it, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think, I think it's got a lot of potential, and I think it's gonna, the story's gonna get better the, the further we get into it, and, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be good. If anything, it's gonna be a good time for everybody. I hope other people enjoy it. Um, I think you get some interesting concepts that that go into the story and um, like thematically some interesting things going on. Uh, I think it's gonna be like fairly successful. I think it's gonna be good. Oh, thank you. Honor me. Yeah. That's, that's... And she's not just saying that because I'm here, guys. She's not just saying. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was, I mean, to do and I remember talking about all the concept like talking about the story conceptually with you when we had like the roundtable discussion with everybody else right. and I was just like oh yeah I see where this is going you know and you know we've only done like you know the first we've recorded you know a, a little bit of the story but like there's there's a, a lot of different ways the story can go there's a lot of storylines that you can incorporate into there you know a lot of things that the characters can do all this backstory you know and it's just like uh, the issue of like fleshing everything out and getting it recorded but i think there's a lot of good ideas in there thank you thank you and, and it like i i definitely because we uh like she said guys like we recorded maybe only like i know it's only four episodes for this first season uh and so like if we could get a season two like season two may be longer uh, but it is. There's so much story to tell here, and with so many talented people working on it, like Mara and many others, like uh, it, it just comes to life. So uh, I'm definitely trying to work hard on that, and and hopefully we will get everything recorded for season two. Uh, I just I hope the fans really like this first season, you know. So I'm like, uh, I'm nervous, you know, because like as of this recording, of course, like I'm, it's still until Thursday. Uh, which yeah. is tomorrow, so I, I'm super nervous yeah. about you know it launching tomorrow. <laughs> so fair, that's fair. I'd be nervous too if I were in your shoes, you know. <laughs> it's that that thing in the back of your head. You're like, is everyone gonna like it? I don't know. I hope they like it. I hope right, they like right. It. Like, and, and that's that's totally. It. Even though like a lot of you know, I've gotten a lot of positive responses from like people who like listen to it like you know at the first like kind of soft launch of it um and i was just like ah, just i don't know man i just i don't know what's gonna happen when i put it in the public so it's yeah right hopefully man. it just takes off hopefully it just like takes man. off and everyone wants to listen and then you have a million uh million listeners and they all want to hear more that's what we're hoping for oh that's what we're hoping for because I, I definitely want to like push for an anime of this because like i would love to hear you guys 
with moving graphics. That would be just dope. That would be awesome. So, right. yes. Like Even a comic book. Sorry, you showed me some of the, the artwork from uh, from that one that one person that was doing... Yeah, Derek Gordy. Uh, Great art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, I actually, I really like the way that he drew Vaya, where she doesn't look like she's, you know, some, some like, super, like, supermodel in, like, a tiny little bikini. It's like, oh, she looks like she could fuck some shit up. It looks yes. great. Yes. I'm sorry. Can I say that? Right. You know, it's like, I, and that's what I want, because I was like, well, because when me and him were talking, I was like, yo, like, you know, I was telling, I was like, you know, she's, the person she's modeled after is, is a dancer, so we want to make sure... You know, we, we, we show off this, we do that. And, I mean, even when you came back and said, yeah, she should have this instead of that, you know, as a dancer. We were just like, all right, cool, bet. You know, we went in and fixed that. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely, I would love for, like, other mediums, like, you know, anime, comics, video game, books. Like, I would I would love to make this multimedia. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it would be, be really great. Indeed. Uh, okay, and coming off that one, what is your favorite scene so far in either episode two or episode one? Ooh. Um, hmm. Well, I really don't, I really don't get to speak until a little bit later. Um, let's see. Huh. And you can be bothered, you can say oh. your scene too, because it was a good scene. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say yeah. it wasn't a good scene, so hey, listen. You want to be biased? Go for it. <laughs> I mean, first I'm going to be biased. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I mean, it's okay. You can totally toot your own horn because that, that scene was awesome. So. was. It was a fun scene to do. Yeah, I think I think where, where I get to speak, it's, I think that's my favorite scene where, you know, you can, you, you start to get into a little bit more into the meat of the story about, like, how everyone's tied to, how, how people are tied together and what the, the robots were, you know, Create some intrigue, get some backstory on who Cato is and what his life used to be, and what uh, how he ties in with Edgar Tidewell and how Edgar Tidewell knows him and knows about some of these other parts of his life that he didn't think anybody knew about. Yeah, like I think it's it's the spot where you know like that interest is really created. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I I totally agree. And also, let me ask you this: like, how did it, how did it feel? Like playing, uh, how, what, what was the character? Oh, like, how did it feel doing the April Vicious scene? And then, like, you know, all right, I'll do was, this later, was, you know? You know, it was still pretty comfortable, uh, because, you know, it was, like, mostly about, like, asking, it was like, who is this girl? What is she doing? Why is she important? And, you know, it's like, uh, I think a lot of people can, you know, or at least a lot of women can can relate to her, and that she's, you know, oh god, I'm trying to remember. It's it's been a minute since I was April, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, because and, and now in the first, you know, season, like these first four, she doesn't have much of a speaking role yet because it's it's right. something I want to like tease. But you're absolutely right. Like you alluded to a lot of good things. Like there's definitely a lot about her that the listeners will learn about. Uh, Preferably in season two, but she is important. Uh, I just I wanted to splash on her because like we did, we literally only in the first season you see her for like a few seconds and then she walks off. And it's, yeah, uh, and she's just like an everyday person that's trying to interact with her coworkers and you know talk about some certain things and you know it's like you don't really get into her that much until much later. But you know it's like she's she's still like an everyday kind of gal that yeah. you know has things that she likes and. You know, we just haven't dived into her quite yet. You know, there's still there's still more stuff going on there than that we've released than we've released yet. Right, because yeah, I, I I can't wait to get in. The, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't wait to get into her either because she has a a lot of crazy qualities that everybody needs to see. Um, but I'm not gonna ruin anything for the listen. That's me almost getting into stuff. Uh, I, I will ask the next question though. Um. What do you think the future holds for both Vaya and Losa? Oh, um, mm, I'm not really sure about Losa. Like, she's, I think she's definitely going to be some comic relief. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be some really good, accidentally funny moments from her. Or <laughs> maybe they're intentionally funny because we know that that Vaya is behind some of that. You know, right. But, 
you know, she can she can speak through her, so she's gonna make her do some weird things. Just yes, to mess with the other characters. Yes, yes. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. <laughs> and and Viamer, I think we'll really be able to see a lot more about who she is and where she came from and how she how her relationship with Kato is uh, has shaped like who he is now and you know how it affected her own culture and some of the other things that we got into about the veil and um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, speaking of that, now let me get into that just uh, a little bit. How do you feel about the the whole mentality of the loop? Because like, and I know listeners only got like a little taste of it in our entire first season. Um, but based on what you know, and without giving too much away, like, how do you feel about the process of the loop? Um, can I talk, can I talk about the plant? Yes, you can, because the plant, it was actually in episode one, which was funny, like, I don't, I don't even know if the listeners will pick up on that, but yes, you can, you can totally talk about okay. that. Okay, okay, so, the, the idea of the plant, where it's, like, you go over and over and over something until it's perfect, I believe that's how it mm-hmm. was described. Yes. Um, and it's like it doesn't die until it's perfect or it doesn't die period but it's like that idea of like doing something over and over and over again until it's perfect and you know the idea that you know that andro poses where you know you it's just boring like that's not life that's not real life it's like no it's not real life but (laughs) you know it's like you're gonna fuck it up and then it's gonna die and then you might be able to try again maybe you know depending on how 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 uh how that uh mistake is made um but i think being given an infinite number of chances is not necessarily a good idea i mean because the the Mm. way we live things in life being given an infinite amount of chances you just get lazy or complacent Um, yes 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 you know like and that, that idea of complacency, we're like, well, I'm just going to do this again tomorrow. It doesn't matter. Like the Groundhog's Day uh, effect of like, okay, when is this going to stop? How do I how do I move on to the next thing? And if you're stuck in that loop, you're never going to move on to the next thing. It's just the same thing over and over again, and you're stuck. You know. And no, I don't think anyone wants to be stuck in the same place. Everyone mostly wants to move forward with anything. I mean, especially in life. Um, in whatever respect but yet like that forward movement is what keeps life interesting and keeps people wanting to live you know absolutely and then in everything you just said it's absolutely on point because that that becomes a lot of the key issues later on uh in the story for a lot of people like that that comes up a lot and that's kind of you kind of see that in and it's almost like in that one scene like Kato is maybe trying to gauge, like, all right, is Andre ready for the truth kind of thing? Um, right. And, and I, I love that scene. It's it's very endearing. One, because Ben and Will completely play a part right. Like, it, it's phenomenal how they do it. It's amazing. And then... Right. <laughs> two, it's... It was cool because when I wrote it, I was like, I don't know if this will work. I don't know if people will get bored with this or even get it. But like the fact that everybody's picking up on it, it's just like, yo, that's cause even in the, in the early launches, everybody's just like, yo, that, that one scene is very philosophical. And I'm like, yes, people are getting it. Um, so that's very cool because that connects a lot of dots later on. And that becomes the center of a lot of problems later on as well. Like you said, like a, a sense of complacency or worse is like, you know, they kind of feel like life doesn't matter anymore. So it's just like, oh, whatever. Right. And it's and, yeah, up. right, and and that's kind of where you know Via and her people kind of come in and kind of regulate that. So it's gonna be fun to really talk about that in the later seasons. But you hit the nail on the head with that one because that's exactly what that is. That whole scene is is kind of alluding to that, and so that's yeah. Yeah, and I, it it also relates to what a lot of people are doing now. Like they get stuck in the rat race and they can't see their way out of it yes they can't see what's going on in yes 
Somebody else got that. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I was just wondering anybody would have would have gotten that like analogy. But thank you for that. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for the applause. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. Like, I just you don't understand why. Like, I put that in there because I'm like, I wonder if everybody's gonna get that point. Like, and like you just mm, yes. Thank you. So. Art major. That's what we do. We analyze everything. Yes. Yes. Oh, we'll take this piece of artwork and analyze it and make a make a statement. That's it. <laughs> make a colorful statement, even if it's depressing. It's gonna be the most colorful shit ever. Yes, that's yeah. you get me. You get me. Um. <laughs> another question I had was because you talked about uh, Cato Entre. Like, tell me, like, how? What do you think of their friendship in terms of like this entire thing? Oh, I mean, slightly abusive, but <laughs> it, it's gonna be—it's gonna be a really nice, um, a really nice balance of of serious and you know, like serious, not really complacent, but um, like groundedness mm -hmm. versus some this more lighthearted and a bit more of a risk taker. Right. And like how they balance one another out, and uh, like their thirst for, or not really their thirst, but like their curiosity about what's happening. How do they figure it out? How do we win this money? You know, right. who is this man? What is this robot? Right. <laughs> you know. I, uh, I I I said that with Will. I feel like Will's character of Antro is kind of in the way he plays him. Once again, perfect. But like, it kind of feels like he's saying what the audience is thinking like while they're listening to this it's like yeah why would we do this or or why are we going this way Can, why can't we keep the android you know and um it's yeah it, it's amazing like I, I like their their contrast and their play off each other just like yo like you know kato has his moments where he's like super serious and there's other moments where Andre's just like uh you know like it's whatever but he's still a very smart person, Ty. Yeah, I like right. the dynamic. Everyone still likes Kato more. Like everyone yeah, that... <laughs> I love that. I love that that playful scene where like they just keep reminding him, like, no, everybody likes Kato more. You suck. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, Losa calls him master. It's just because, you know... That's her preference, right? Like just, and it's it's just, it's hilarious because it's it's Vi's way. And what I love about her character is she's very intelligent, but she's playful as well. So like, it's her way right. of just like, hey, I love you, and like pinching him on the cheek kind of thing, or or giving him just a, a nice peck on the cheek when he's not looking. It's just like, why would you abuse right. me? Why would you embarrass me in front of my friends? You know, and it, it, oh, it's great. Of course, because why not? Right, what? you know, like it's it's definitely. That's what I wanted, and you guys just, again, it's just, it's so great seeing it come to life, because it's just like, wow, this is crazy. Um, okay, the next thing is, like, which role do you feel most comfortable playing, like, out of all 20,000 roles that you've played? Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, again, thank you so much, like, for real, I, I've really, like, really appreciate your dedication. Thank you. But it's only, it's what, like, it's four? I think. Yeah, like, I think what if so. Like, two lines, like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, but yeah, I, I just, because like, the cool thing is, guys, and what you all understand is that like, anytime, because Mara's like one of the few females on the project, and so, and she's one of the few that are just like, yeah, no, nah, I can take other roles, and so like, whenever I'm just like, I'm sitting there late at night. And I'm just like, okay, now I can get to, and then like, there's no part there. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck! Like, what did I do? Like, I'm dead. I was like, hold on, let me see if I can get this filled. And you know, Laura's just like, oh yeah, I, I can do it. That's cool. You know, and she's she's very nice about it. Although she has like 20 other things going on in her life, she's like, no, oh, yeah, I can do it. That's fine. And it's just so sweet. I mean, like, sometimes. Sometimes I'm a little late with my deadlines, but I get there. No, but that's okay, cause I mean, hey, let's see, like you know, I, I couldn't really, I, I can't hold you guys to deadlines, cause I'm, I'm, I hadn't, or I didn't get a chance to pay you guys, cause I'm broke. But you know, like That's it's right. <laughs> the fact that you guys just dedicated yourselves, even still, is just like thank you, you know. So I can't. can't. All right, question. Um, which one am I most comfortable with? 
Yes. Um, I think it's a tie between like Losa and April. Um, okay. I like where April's going. I get where April's going, but also like Vaya is this like she does have like that romantic ideal um, going for her, and it's also you know like that dichotomy of being like super powerful but still being super feminine at the same time. And, like I can absolutely relate to that, and I like being able to show that side of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know hasn't quite gotten there yet in the story, but like knowing that that's where she comes from, mm-hmm. it's it's something I'm like, yeah, I know exactly how that is supposed to be. It's like, well, she's she's still not going to take any shit, right. but she's still pretty delicate about it. All right, and she is, and what? And, and again, I'm going to explore this more in the later uh, seasons. Like, uh, she definitely has a bigger role than people think. And she already, I mean, based on how she talks and she talks about her tribe and everything, like, you can already tell she has a big role, but, like, there are other things that you're going to see, like, you know, later on. Like, people people think, like, oh, she's just a one-up. Nah, like, Vaya is very huge in the story, and uh, she has a lot of, lot of say. And uh, a lot of action coming her way. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, I feel it with her. I feel it. Nice. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, now I open it to you. Are there any questions you have for me as the writer and creator of this craziness? I mean, besides, like, what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> huh. what's... When, do get, when do we get the rest of the scripts, Cliff? When, <laughs> when does that happen? Well, you know, Mara, first I have to put page, zone, or your page numbers on them, so you already know. That's... <laughs> That's gonna take me another month. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I feel awful. Um, it was so like, like, see, like, and, I, and you know, again, I can't stress to the listeners that like how much I love you guys because I mean, none of you said a word. You just did your parts, but that that one meeting was just like, okay, Cliff, uh, they don't have page numbers. What what do we do about this? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, you know. Because, like, I mean, there was a point when, like, I dropped my pages and was like, oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, I'm fucked. I don't know which one is right. which. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, when we had the meeting, when, they, when we had the, because, like, I, I read through them, and I was just like, okay, I have an idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I dropped the pages, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> where, where does this all go? And then when we had the meeting, I was like, all right, I'm going to write the pages page numbers on the pages now so i don't forget oh that was oh the, mo- the most embarrassing folly ever of of my of my non-existing writing career it's just yeah here you go here's the script you know here's this 40 page script with no page numbers just figure it out 29 pages it was 29 pages it, it was it was 39 39. Was it 39? 39, yes. And like, I just, for whatever reason, just like, no, I'm not going to put page numbers on. Just, no. Like, you, you guys got it. This is method acting. Just find your way. <laughs> you know what? You know what would have happened if you decided to put, like, if you decided to put the page numbers on there? It would have been, like, 44 pages. It would have. Because that's what computers do. It's like, oh, Facts. oh Microsoft Word's like, oh, fuck, page numbers. We're gonna add another six pages onto that and like completely screw everything up. For oh, you no had this reason. One tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> For no reason. Oh. For no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the second script is definitely coming. Um I, I wanna get a, a nice I wanna get the, the gauge from the actors. I wanna see if you guys wanna keep doing it. That's that's the most important thing to me. It's like, yo, if you guys wanna continue, you know, um, <laughs> And then, and, and it sounds like everybody's pretty enthusiastic, so we'll see. Uh, and then I just want to, I want to see how the, the fans gauge it um, and see what they think of it. Um, but I, you know, I already have season two written out, of course. Um, I just, I'll probably, maybe I'll add, I don't know. I don't know if I'll add a little bit more. Like this, we might have found a sweet spot with four. Um, okay. It, it just depends, but, I mean, season two is written. We just, you know, it, it'll definitely be, like, a nice roundtable discussion between all of us and then just seeing how the fans took it, what we can take from them, and things like that, so. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Was, was there any other questions for me? 
Now that you now that you have me all to yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Because I know we've discussed stuff like outside of the interview, and I don't know if I want to reveal that stuff because that goes more into other things that haven't happened yet. Right. No. Yeah. We can't. Say. We can't reveal. Can't reveal the magic yet. Soon, but no. no. <laughs> I, I don't feel right. We, you know, barely gotten off the ground. I can't ruin it for y'all yet. That's it. <laughs> this, oh my gosh, Mar! If this becomes big, promise me you'll be my Mark Ruffalo. Promise me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll just, you'll just reveal yeah. things at press conferences and just have me do like a whole press meeting on Twitter. <sighs> First question. <laughs> <laughs> Everything for everybody. That's it. We'll never That's, read it. It. That's it. How do you feel about her talking about Vias? Blah 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 blah. Well, we didn't plan on unveiling that until season four, but here we are. So. And thanks, Mara. Thanks a bunch. Right, right. They're like, like, are you gonna terminate her? No, of course not. I, I love her too much. She's no. too crazy. No, I, I, I gotta have her character. <laughs> <laughs> She's just gonna spill everything. I'll just give her dirty looks all the time. That's it. <laughs> just send pictures of. My, my dirty looks to her on, on Facebook, like uh, Mara. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> That, or start sending you a script with everything blacked out, and it's just like, this is your parts. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Mara, thank you so much. Um, before I go, you know, I just, I just again, want to say thank you so much for uh, really just, like, helping and dedicating yourself to this project and being like one of the best characters uh there's a reason why you're one of the main characters because of course via is awesome you're awesome and of course i based via off you because you just have this very nice cosmic energy about yourself so um thank you you know yeah it's Trust me, man, like, I couldn't have done this without y'all, and I'm just, I'm so ecstatic and delighted that we have such great energy and synergy when we did, like, this whole project, so, you know, thank you. Great. Y'all, you're, you're very welcome. It was fun. It was fun to do it, and, you know, it was a nice, um, like, side project to get myself away from, from doing stuff just with, like, my hands or, like, making clothes or painting this thing, and it's like, oh, this is a completely different medium that I've never done before so it was like it was like a treat to do something different <laughs> that's awesome and then I gotta ask a question so because I asked Will this and I plan on of course asking all three of you this but of course two things one uh when we have uh if we get fan questions which I don't know if we will or not uh would you be interested in answering any fan questions that come your way Sure, why not? <laughs> awesome. And then, I, of course, want to have you back for more interviews, but I also want to get you guys together uh, for a big interview to just kind of like talk about the whole project when everything's said and done. Would you be cool with that? Yeah, that sounds cool. Awesome, awesome. Um, and we'll talk more about that after the interview. But again, Mara, thank you so much for coming on the show. Mara Letanezi, everybody. <laughs> Uh, wonderful actress uh, amongst many other great things that she's just uber like OP over you know what I'm saying like she's just out here just <laughs> living her best life so uh, <laughs> once again thank you so much for coming on the show well thanks for having me Claire oh you're welcome thank you but guys this has been another great episode of Virtuous Talks uh, again I hope you have not sat through this whole thing and not listened to episode 2 because man uh, but if you have listened to episode two, get ready for episode three next week. And, yo, know, we'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. This is Virtual Talks, everyone. We're out.